Welcome to Kareem and the Coach, featuring your hosts Kareem Rush and the coach Eric Newman. With their unique insights and connections, you never know who'll stop by or what's on the game plan. The one thing we can guarantee is some exciting combo. It's time to check ball. Now here's Kareem and the coach. And good afternoon, sports world. Long time coming. Kareem Rush, Eric Newman, Kareem and the coach. Kareem, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing well, my friend. It is officially here. We finally got our show up and up and running, man. I know we've been talking about this for a long time, so I'm excited to get this thing going. You know, it's hard to believe that it is Super Bowl Friday. I, I, I mean, we were talking about this in the fall. Obviously, we bond over NBA. We bond over basketball, our experiences, and time has really flown uh, f- for both of us. And... Um, the sports world is on fire. So yeah. while I definitely want us to be able to share with the audience where we come from, how we met, what we're building, uh, I think we got to jump right in. So yeah. first and first and foremost, um, you know, what are you feeling about the big game? And uh, who's, who's on your radar for Sunday? Pat's Eagles. I mean, you know, as a fan, you know, I really want to see the Eagles win. You know, you know, wait, Nick Foles is doing, uh, you know, the underdog, the mask, all that stuff. And kind of seeing, you know, you know, the Patriots always, you know, winning. I want to see a, a new a new champion crown, you know, with the uh, wins going down. Uh, I think the Eagles can do, you know, do some amazing things. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing the game and seeing them, you know, take the championship. I think it's going to be a thrilling game. I think that. The Patriots are facing a team and a defense that is so hungry to bring the first ever Super Bowl to the city of Philadelphia that this game is going to resemble uh, sort of an old school street fight. Um, I, I do think that there will be a point in that game where the Nick Foles subbing for Carson Wentz situation will have an effect on the game. And I, I, I'm, I, I don't have a prediction yet. I'm not there yet. I, I will by the end of our show. But it's, it's just, it's, it's really exciting. And, you know, I've been on the road for six weeks. So it's been head down on what I'm doing as a, as a producer and keeping up with the NBA and watching bits of the NFL playoff games from the bar restaurant at the hotel in my room. But it was a wild ride to get here between how far the Patriots were pushed by the Jags between not knowing uh, until the last 24 hours whether Gronk would be playing, knowing what the Eagles had to do with everybody counting them out from the experts to, I'm sure, their own fans thinking, oh my goodness, this is a lost season. And then they just throttle the Vikings, who themselves experienced the miracle to get to the NFC Championship the week before. Uh, it's setting up some some serious drama, uh, I think, in Minnesota. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a lot of compelling, compelling stories, you know, within this game, like you said. So, uh, you know, uh, remains to be seen. You, you can never count out Brady and Belichick, you know, the, you know what they've done. You know, so I think it's going to be a very, very exciting game. Yes, and our special guest today, uh, Super Bowl champion Victor Cruz, will have some additional insight for us 
uh, in our second segment about the game. But, you know, obviously so much of the Super Bowl is the lead-up to it, the hoopla around it, the game day activities of fans all over the country. So i got to put you on the spot. What's your... What's your Sunday plan this week for Super Bowl? Obviously, we're not in the same city. You're you're in KC. I'm in NYC. Well, what do you got going on Sunday? Uh, it won't be much. It's typical, you know. Sunday we're gonna go to a friend's house, order some KC barbecue. You know, probably for me they're, you know, Gates or maybe Jack Stack. You know, if anybody's been to Kansas City, they know what those two places are. Uh, and you know, sit back and enjoy the game. Looking forward to you know not only the game but also the halftime and all, you know obviously the commercials. You know, a huge part of Super Bowl Sunday. So, looking forward to kind of having a you know fun, you know fun, fun weekend. You know, gearing up for this thing. What, what, what about you? I've been designated executive chef by one of oh. my good friends uh, who's been hosting Super Bowl at his apartment. We live in the same neighbor neighborhood. My my buddy, my buddy Johnny D, and uh, I've got to I've got to be on that stove. I've got to be I've, I've got to be on it all day. But it's a nice little tradition that we've got. I've got NBA on all afternoon, and then we go into the game. So are you betting on the non-football activities? Are you betting on first commercial? Are you are you betting on whatever else nah, is happening? No, nah, that's not, not you? No, nah, not much of a betting, man. You know, okay. I'm sit back and enjoy some food, have a couple beers, and uh, sit back and relax. I want to see the, the halftime performance, see what JT does. You know, you know I'm a music man, so... I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what he go out there and do, and you know, from the the nipple gate, you know, from back, see if he can come back and you know have something as exciting as that. <laughs> so we'll see. This is definitely the the return for him at, at halftime, which I, I think will be a, a fun performance. Now, being from Kansas City, yeah, and having such a good football team, but never just frustrating. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> How we this like, year? Like, I, I thought this was the season that they uh, were going to through. We came, we came out killing the first game. We throttled the Patriots, so everybody's thinking that we're you know Super Bowl bound. You know, we started six and zero, I believe, and then we hit a midpoint in the season where we just kind of went flat. You know, we abandoned what we we're doing. You know, that's when they start talking about Alex that is reverting back to the old Alex. But I think during that time we kind of we got away from the running game. You know, Kareem Hunt had, had an amazing season. Uh, you know, he led the league in rushing at, at the end of the year. But, you know, we kind of gave, got away from him and, and went back to small you know, ways and, you know, kind of lost our steam. Uh, and then the playoff game, I don't even want to talk about that. Everybody in Kansas City is still upset about that. So, you know, we've always been on the cusp, you know, always had great teams, but never been able to kind of get, you know, over the hump. And, you know, hopefully now with Mahomes coming in there, everybody who's talking about him, he's like, you know, Brett Favre type, you know, reincarnate. So I'm looking forward to kind of seeing the new era, you know, for Chiefs football, you know, you know, with him. Were you expecting Smith to be dealt? Were you thinking it would be a little bit later in the offseason? What was your hope and expectation with the Chiefs and Alex Smith? I mean, I knew they was probably going to make a move, but, you know, it is a business. I'm not quite as familiar with NFL trade deadlines as I am with NBA, but, you know, I felt he was going to be moved. Uh, but the move so quickly, I think it was a surprise for what I'm seeing all over the news. It was a surprise that it happened so quickly before Super Bowl. It doesn't happen that quickly, but, you know, Alex is a good player. I think he's kind of underrated, you know, in a lot of fans and from the fan perspective because he's not he doesn't wow you. But look at his numbers. The guy was, you know, he had amazing numbers this year, and I think he's going to be a great quarterback for uh, for Washington. But it's time for a new era here, and uh, you know, in KC. Yeah, I'm 
I'm a huge fan of Alex Smith. I, I think what he was able to accomplish there was um, was very impressive. And it, it's it's hard to look at a team like that who has arguably the best tight end weapon in football in Travis Kelsey, who has yep. one of the most exciting players in football in Tyreek Kill, and has the new kid on the block in terms of the next stud running back in Kareem Hunt to go along with Smith to go along with a very experienced head coach and Andy Reid, who seems to just is cursed in these big games. And then they build that lead against an inexperienced Titans team who all they had to do was step on their throat and they lose that game at home. It's, it's, I can imagine how depressing it is for chiefs fans and frustrating. And from somebody who just appreciates the sport and good football, it's pretty baffling from, from my end. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are, you know, starting to point their finger at, you know, not, not just the players, but maybe it's Andy Reid, you know. So it's a lot of, you know, once if you, you start to underachieve and then fingers start being pointed. But, you know, hopefully, uh, like I said, with the new new era of Mahomes, the dynamic quarterback, you know, deep ball threat, you know, like I said, we do have all the weapons. So it doesn't really matter about putting them all together, staying healthy. I think a huge loss was Eric Berry as well. I was watching Charles Kelsey this morning on, on first take, and he's like, you don't understand the loss of a player like that from – not just on an on-the-field perspective, but what they're doing in a locker room. You know, when things do get tough, you know, those type of guys can rally the, rally the troops, so to speak, and kind of get teams back, you know, right the ships, you know. So I think that was a huge loss that people don't really, you know, you know, translate as well. Yeah, he, he's one of the great stories in football and one of the great unheralded leaders, and I'm sure there was a void there, both on and off the field with him out. Um, quickly, before we head to our first break, great leaders – People hate on the Patriots. People are tired of the Patriots. I, I, I don't understand people that can't sit back and enjoy how great Tom Brady is. It, it, it reminds me of what it was like enjoying Jordan during the second three-peat and fully appreciating every time I watched him play. What's your feeling on Tom Brady as far as his legacy, his greatness, and just his standing as an incredible sports figure of our lifetime. I mean, you can't fight anything about Tom Brady, you know, from, you know, being a six round draft pick to, you know, pretty much running the NFL for the last 20 years, you know, his credentials speak for himself. I think he, he's going to be, you know, up in that area and, and, and your, your, your side of town, you know, he's definitely appreciated more than the rest of the country, but people hate winners. Uh, the way they do things, they've been accused of cheating, gotten away with certain things. So there's a lot of, some clouds over the Patriots, you know, and some things that they do. But at the end of the day, they win. They get it done. Uh, Belichick's a great coach. Tom, Tom Brady's a great uh, great quarterback. And they built a tremendous, uh, you know, dynasty that's pretty much unrivaled in sports. You know, what's funny is you may not have more hatred. Maybe the Raiders, right? But there's not more hatred towards two specific things in the NFL than the Patriot dynasty. And Eagles fans. And they meet in the Super Bowl this weekend. Oh, it's going to be juicy. It's going to be good. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Looking forward to the matchup. We're going to have more on the Super Bowl matchup with former All-Pro wide receiver and Super Bowl champion Victor Cruz, former New York Giant, joining us right after this on Kareem and the Coach on Voice America Sports. Stay tuned. Of 
It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Kareem and the Coach, our debut episode on Super Bowl Friday. And uh, safe to say, Kareem and I align on a lot of things. That's what brought us together to do this show. And and one of those things is the amazing people you meet through sports. Uh, Lucky enough to have met a lot of great people during my journey uh, in New York, both as a basketball coach and now as a a producer and a filmmaker. And uh, lucky enough to uh, have gotten to know this guest who's joining us today over the last few years. He's a Patterson, New Jersey native. He's a former NFL All-Pro. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's number 80, formerly of the New York Giants, Mr. Victor Cruz. Vic, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing very well, man. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. Big week. I know you've been busy doing the rounds. Before we dig into Sunday's matchup, I was on the road producing a project, and you know how tunnel vision I get with things, and all of a sudden, I'm getting alerts that you're on stage with Sarah Silverman. I got some of the teases from your social doing the, the tux fitting with PR. I just thought you guys were on one of your you know crazy two-man missions again, but please share with, with myself, with Kareem, with the audience, what that experience was like for you both working with Sarah on this, obviously the climate of the Grammys and everything going on politically and just how this experience was for you. Uh, it, it was amazing, man, to be a part of, you know, the 60th annual Grammys 
and be there representing, you know, kind of just representing my culture, my heritage through being from Puerto Rico, obviously. My mom is 100% Puerto Rican. And coming up in that culture, you always wanted to have an ability to represent that. And the Grammys presented me with that stage, man, to be up there with Sarah Silverman. Right before we walked out, she, she, she looked at me literally right before they're about to call our name. And she says, we should hold hands and skip to the microphone. I'm like, Sarah, I don't know what you're like. I'm not. What are you talking about? And she's like, we should hold hands and skip to the microphone. I was like, Sarah, if you want to do it, let's do it. Rock out. Let's, let's get it done. So we actually hold hands, skip to the microphone. I'm like, I can't believe Sarah Silverman just got me to do that. But it was probably one of the dopest moments that, that I could think of. And to be in a room with Jay-Z, Jamie Foxx, and, you know, you know, Childish Gambino and like all these all these different artists that you look up to and that you admire, and they're right there, man, right there in front of you, all in the same room. Um, it was it was a pretty remarkable evening. You know, it, it's amazing since we met, which is now about you know three and a half, maybe four years ago. Yeah. How, how humble you are amid all of this stardom you've achieved and being in the room with all these people and. I mean, you've been at that level for a while, and what's amazing about your journey is it's not just football, it's the other things you've been able to do. Do you find yourself at times just looking around in amazement at the things you've been able to experience on and off the field? All the time, man. I mean, I mean, there's not a day that goes by that I don't look around and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed to just to have the opportunities that I've had. You know, a lot of people aspire to be things and want and have these goals and all they pray for is an opportunity not to have not for someone to give them something but they just want the opportunity to show themselves that they can perform and be at the top of their game and I was presented with that opportunity and I took full advantage of it man and it's, it's just been a blessing that the, the things that have come from putting that opportunity first and the Giants gave me that opportunity and, uh, and the things that football has done for me in my life have been, you know, nothing short of amazing. Now that it's Super Bowl week and, you know, this has been a, a very interesting year for you starting the year, you know, in Chicago and and then ultimately ending up, you know, not playing this season. How's it been for you with all the Super Bowl hoopla and looking back to your time as a giant winning the Super Bowl and, of course, you know, beating the, the, New, England, the New England Patriots, excuse me, led by Tom Brady? I mean, that, that Super Bowl, man, because, you know, and E, uh, you know how this football thing works, right? It's always like, if we beat you once, like, you know, it's not going to happen again. It'll be their time, you would think. You know, just stemming back to 2007, and then we're, you know, obviously the Giants beat the Patriots, the great Patriots team at that time, undefeated the whole thing. And then you see, fast forward to 2011, you're like, wow, okay, maybe it's the Patriots' time now. You know, that kind of inkling just creeps into you, like, because you know how the football gods work, and sometimes it's like that. But for us to go out there and play the inspired football that we did, to go out there and not have one drop pass or one missed assignment during the entire week of, of Super Bowl practice, for us to be as locked in as we were. Going into that game, yeah, I knew we were going to win. Like, there was no, there was not a doubt in my mind that we were going to win that game due to our preparation and the way we prepared for that game. We knew everything that was going to come at us. Before we, before we even hit the field, man. And, and I knew that because of that preparation, we were, you know, we were going to win this game for sure. You mentioned the first Giant-Patriot matchup, and it's funny, and, and that's, you know, a number of years before we met. It's obviously before you got into the NFL. 
you know, my memories of that are crystal because I took that adventure out to Lambeau and we went to the minus mm-hmm. 20 degree game in Lambeau when Eli ends Brett Favre's, you know, run in, in Lambeau. That's his last game as a Packer. Mm-hmm. And we watched the giant incredible victory. And then, of course, the, the victory in the Super Bowl. W- where were you during that time watching that game? And what do you remember about that giant run? Because that was three road games in a row on the way to the Giants beating the undefeated Patriots. Yeah, it was insane, man, just watching that thing. And, and, and it was, I was in college, right? So I was at my, you know, I used to hang out with the basketball players a lot, guys like Gary Forbes and, uh, you know, Ricky Harris and all those guys at UMass. So I was at their crib and we're watching it and we're all, you know, relatively New York guys, myself, Gary, Ricky's from the East Coast. So, you know, he's from Maryland, from Baltimore. So we're all watching it. And, you know, we're just, like, thoroughly impressed on how the Giants are just, the way they're playing the game, that catch by Tyree, we all jumped out of our seats, obviously. And once we saw that catch, it was like, what's well, a wrap. Like, the Giants have to win this game. Like, it's no way that this is not happening. You know what I'm saying? So it was just a game that inspired us. And then after the game, obviously, I said I went to UMass, right? So we're in Patriot country. And when that game was over and they officially lost, we were excited. We were, you know, just overcome with how joyous the game was, how good of a game it was. And then outside the window, we're like, is that? They were tipping cars outside in the parking lot, setting things on fire. Like, this is a true college town. And it was just, uh, it was definitely an experience that I'll never forget. That's wild. That's wild. That's, you know, we never talked about Gary Forbes. The inside joke we have, of course, is, is about some archival footage. I've got some great Gary Forbes uh, NYC basketball footage from years ago. I'll, that guy, that guy, that guy's a he's a low key legend out here, man. He's been putting that game, putting that groundwork in for a long time. Terrific player. The Super Bowl has changed so much as far as national attention, commercialization, media week performances, everything that goes around it. I, I still have some really nostalgic memories as a kid growing up and what the Super Bowl meant and watching the NFL films, uh, videos and episodes and all those things. What's your first Super Bowl memory of, of watching the Super Bowl and just being magnetized by, you know, everything that it offered? Um, my, my first Super Bowl memory was, uh, it was Aikman, man. It was Aikman and, you know, that whole team that they had with Emmett Smith and they were just winning all those championships. That's what I was, that's the era I was born into, right? In those, you know, mid-90s when my dad was yelling at the TV screen in the living room, like, that was the era that I came up in. So when I saw Emmett and Michael Irving and Deion Sanders with the bandana around, like he was, that was it. That's all I needed to see, you know, that, that immediately put me in, in, into the conversation of how do I, how do I play this game? I want to play this game because I want to look this cool and I want to be that good. You know what I mean? So all those things combined just led me to be just intrigued with the game of football. I wanted to know more and more about it as the years went on. You know, it's funny. We always talk about the culture of sports and, that NFL period of mid-80s through the 90s where first it was the power of the teams and the dynasties and obviously the 80s ended with the Niners and then Dallas was next. But you really started to see more of those individual personas come out. And that started with that Dallas team. And it was Dion, And it was those matchups with San Fran. And, I mean, the league then was... was I think at its ultimate peak uh, in terms of just the star power 
how the game was played. And, and obviously the league has had some tough times in recent years, which we're not here to talk about today, but uh, that, mm-hmm. that was an amazing time. So quickly, Patriots, Eagles, uh, what are you seeing? And, you know, give me, give me your Victor Cruz minute on how you see this game going on Sunday. I think it's going to be a great game, personally. I think, you know, obviously both teams are definitely built for this, for this moment. Um, I think Nick Foles needs to play like Nick Foles of, of the NFC Championship game in order for them to be successful. I think that the front four of the Philadelphia Eagles defensively have to get after Tom Brady and maybe not sack him all the time, but definitely make life difficult for him, make, make him not have to follow through uh, with that, you know, with those stitches that he has on his hand and trying to and just crowd him as much as possible with their front four because if they blitz and they send people off the edges, Tom Brady just understands how to how to make those guys pay, and um, and for you know the Patriots, they just got to be themselves, man. They got to you know get the ball to their playmakers. Gronkowski is absolutely going to play. I don't buy this you know concussion protocol. He's fine. He's, by Sunday, he'll be fine. He's going to play the game, and um, and it's going to be a high scoring game in my opinion. Um, but it would be fun to watch for sure. So it sounds like the Eagles are utilizing some of what was that New York Giants formula to get to Brady with that defense and that front four and, and keeping guys in coverage. How much of, you know, this Eagles team obviously started the year on fire on both sides of the ball because of how well Carson Wentz was playing. Foles has come in and, you know, had some up and downs, but obviously, as you said, in the NFC Championship was terrific. How much of the Eagles' blueprint do you see them taking from, you know, the the Giants championship teams of the past in this matchup with the Pats? I, I think they're definitely taking a lot of that, mainly because they have the type of defense to just rush front four and play coverage. So I'm sure they're looking at, okay, on certain situations, you know, third and five, third and short, what does this look like when they just send four and they play cover two on the back end or they play cover three on the back end or they play a robber coverage? Or, you know, so all these different scenarios where you become that much more flexible when you can just throw four guys, maybe a fifth guy after Tom Brady and everybody else is just in coverage. You're covering so much of the field that it makes life a little difficult for, uh, for Tom and, and, you know, hopefully disrupt him enough to get him off his game and get him off kilter a little bit and Philly needs to capitalize on that. So I'm not going to put you on the spot for a game prediction because I don't think that's fair okay. unless you have one. But what I would find more interesting is we've seen so many guys come out of nowhere to have big moments in the Super Bowl. So who's your guy that may not be on everyone's radar on either team, on either side of the ball that's going to be that quote-unquote X-factor and just have that moment. I don't think it has to be as dramatic as the David Tyree moment, but who, who's going to really surprise people and, and do something special on Sunday? I'm going to go with a guy that's been doing it a long time, um, a guy on the defensive side of the ball who's not necessarily – I mean, he hasn't been talked about much because they're so good on that defensive line. But Chris Long, man, I think he's a guy – that kind of goes unnoticed. He's an OG, a, a wise veteran, been around the bu- been around the block, played for the New England Patriots, and now you know I think he understands that team, and I think he's gonna have he's gonna have a good day. I think he's really gonna have two, three, four sacks, and just have one of those monster days, and he'll be my sleeper pick for MVP too. Wow! All right, I'm trimming this audio, and I will have it ready for Sunday afternoon. One thing we always talk is hoops, regardless of where we are 
and what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, All-Stars coming up right after the Super Bowl. It's that time of year where it's nonstop. Super Bowl, All-Star, March Madness, and, and then finally we'll get some sunshine on the East Coast. So quickly, we've got just this unbelievable stretch of happenings. James Harden has a 60-point triple-double. Uh, the Celtics continue to win despite not having Gordon Hayward. LeBron and the Cavs are trying to figure out this tor- turmoil. Kevin Love now out six to eight weeks, and Blake Griffin gets traded in the middle of the night to Detroit. Uh, how has this NBA season been for you to follow, and what's your reaction to just this nonstop news cycle of madness? It's been fun, man. Like, you know, the NBA is fun. I mean, they have all the storylines for you to be intrigued, for you to watch these games. So many things are happening. I mean, Gary Harris, he said a game winner on OKC last night. That was insane. That ending to that game was insane. You know, LeBron and them are trying to figure it out, and I think they're hit, they're finding their stride, but obviously losing Kevin Love is a huge, uh, a huge setback for them. Do they go out in free agency and go get someone? The Boston Celtics lighting it up, obviously. And, and, and just, you know, just a different, I mean, DeMarcus Cousins and his injury, like, just all these different storylines, man, that just happened. James Harden lighting it up. I mean, he's, he's definitely my clear-cut pick for MVP, by the way. I mean, there's no – I don't think it's even close at this point. He's take, he's running away with the pick. So it, it's just – it's so fun to watch right now, and it's definitely made for a great college uh, season right now as they get into conference play and things like that, and as well as the NBA as we go into All-Star here. And the all-star thing was fun, too, right? Getting them two captains, and they got to pick their team. And LeBron just, his team is just loaded. I don't even know, like, how this is possible. Um, but, yeah, man, and it was it's something that's, uh, you know, been very, very fun to watch so far. You know, quickly, you mentioned DeMarcus. Have you had any thoughts about reaching out to him, being that you experienced, obviously, a, a serious injury and had a long road back? Have you thought about reaching out to DeMarcus at all? Yeah, we have some mutual friends, um, so I'm, you know, kind of waiting to get the okay when he's out of surgery and he's in good spirits, and I'm going to reach out to him and just, you know, tell him I'm thinking about him and praying for him and that he, you know, wish him a speedy recovery. And because, uh, man, he was he was having a hell of a season, man, before the injury, of course. Unbelievable season. And of all things, he's hustling after uh, a loose ball off of his own missed free throw, a play that, you yeah. know, nine out of ten guys in the league just would have let it go, and he's fighting every possession and – I'm a big fan of his. I love the passion. Yes, he was vol- volatile in Sacramento, but I think that's just because the environment wasn't great there. They weren't winning, and he's all about winning and competing. So I, I wish him a speedy recovery as well. Uh, Vic, I appreciate the time. This was great. Kareem and I are very excited to have had you on uh, our, our first episode here. Enjoy the game this weekend, and uh, I'll be sure to have that uh, Chris Long prediction ready, ready and waiting on Sunday to prove you right. All right, man. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Talk soon. Thanks, Vic. All right, peace. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we are back on Kareem and the Coach on Voice America Sports. This is Eric Newman, the coach, along with Kareem Rush. Kareem, how'd you like uh, our time with uh, Mr. Victor Cruz? It was great, man. You know, from afar, I've always admired Victor. You know, from not what he's only done, you know, on, on the football field, but you know, from all his other interests, from fashion, and you know, hear him speak about you know some of his other interests, man. It, it, it was a great interview, man, and I look forward to kind of meeting him at some point. Definitely, you know, one of the good guys in sports. Um, between the upbringing in Patterson, how he got to the New York Giants, which is just incredible, and you know, reaching the top of the mountain at a young age, and then of course sustaining that injury, and you know, fighting to come back. But obviously, uh, the future on the field is unknown at this point. But great to see him thriving in other areas, and and as he said, just being appreciative and taking advantage of those opportunities, which I think is a great example. So. Um, it's great talking to Vic and, you know, one of the things that, you know, he alluded to, which we were talking about earlier today is this, this DeMarcus Cousins injury, man, um, what, what was your reaction when you, when you saw it and you then knew it was the Achilles? Oh man, Achilles is a tough injury, you know, um, and you know, Boogie was having a, a hell of a season. So to see that happen to him is always, you know, as a player, 
you hate to see somebody go down like that. Uh, you know, I, I had an ACL injury, Michael Fracture, so not not an Achilles, but, you know, a serious injury was going to put you down for some months. So it's unfortunate, uh, you know, unfortunate for New Orleans. They were definitely going to be a playoff team. They still may be. Uh, but him and him and the Brow were, you know, a pretty dominant duo, um, you know, give you 60 and uh, 25 a night. You know, Boogie had a crazy stat uh, line the other day. It was like 44, 24 and 10. I mean, that stuff you can't replace. Um, you know, I, I wish the guy's speed recovery, you know, a top, you know, top 10, top 15 player, you know, in the NBA for sure. Um, and like I said, I hope he just kind of, you know, recovers and, and get back to the player he once was. The thing I can't get over in this case is that he finally found a home and a fellow star player that he was really feeling good about in Anthony Davis. And the injury's bad enough, the fact that they were on their way to the playoffs, but he's in a contract year. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, obviously these guys make millions and millions of dollars. And as we continue on this show, you'll share more and more about your experience, you know, as an NBA player and a pro athlete. So it's a different echelon of, of, of thinking. And if Boogie's smart, then with his money and his finances and his team around him, then you know, he doesn't have to worry about anything financially for the rest of his life. But just knowing he's on the cusp of getting that next long-term deal and being, if not the best true big man in the NBA, then right there in the top two or three, I mean, I can't imagine what is going through his mind sitting there now knowing the future is completely uncertain. Team, situation, I mean- health, and contract. The goal in the goal in the NBA is to make as much money as you can, you know. So you're definitely going to lose out. I don't know if he's going to lose out much. Uh, it really kind of depends on the rehab process. Achilles is a tough injury. Um, you know, they're going to look at you know prior history of, of guys who've done that injury. You know how how they responded. Uh, Boogie is highly skilled. Uh, the, the game has changed, so it's not much banging, you know, necessary. So you know he doesn't necessarily have to be a, you know a high jumper. You know this guy is a a skilled big man that shoots threes and handles the ball, you know, like a guard. So. I think if he, you know, rehabs it, you know, well and, and does what he needs to do, he can he can make a full recovery and still be, you know, as good of a player as, as he was, you know, you know, prior to the injury. And you know, he's still he's still fairly young. I don't know how yep. old Boogie is, but he's not he's not 30 yet. So he got he got time. Uh, and you know, the NBA, he had, I mean, it's a lot of money out there. So I'm sure he's gonna get something. Absolutely. Um, you know, and and that leads me to the next NBA thread for us, which of course. Trade season is upon us. You know, it used yes. to be it, it used to be it would you'd wait until the last you know thirty six hours um, for things to start. But uh, the Pelicans make a move. They bring in Miritich. They wanted to add like Greg. Mon- they wanted to add Greg Monroe, who decided to go with uh, the mighty Boston Celtics uh, really today, like which that. we'll talk about in a moment. But first off, L.A. Clippers blowing it up sending Blake Griffin, the guy they talked about building around to the Pistons. And not only do they trade Blake to Detroit, Blake finds out about it on Twitter. (laughs) What was your reaction to the deal from both sides? And then let's dig into this social media finding out news before, you know, someone can tell you with a phone call or face to face, because that stuff really bothers me. Yes. Cold game. Uh, I mean, I think LeBron said it well when he said, like, when, when teams do it, you know, it, it's good for the franchise. When players do it, they're snakes and, you know, don't don't have any loyalty. So uh, to find out that way, 
you know, mu- you know, must have been, you know, pretty hard for Blake because they was. I mean, I read they 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 actually did a mock retirement of his jersey, you know, when he signed the contract. So to see, you know, within a year, you know, have, have him traded, uh, is probably pretty pretty crazy for him. But you know, the white right was on the wall. You know, once they traded Chris Paul, I think it was time to kind of move on from Lob City. Uh, you know, just a matter of you know what pieces was going to move first. I thought DeAndre maybe moved first. Uh, but, you know, Blake is a high asset. Um, I think the move to Detroit uh, is good for both sides. You know, Clipper gets some pieces. Uh, they can go young. They're still probably not done, you know, kind of blowing that team up. But I think Detroit is kind of moving up to that second tier within the East. You know, having that bona fide superstar, you know, not not that uh, Andre Drummond is not a, super, uh, a star, but having that bona fide offensive star they can go to and rely on. I think Blake had a 24-10 and 10 game his first game out. So, you know, once those 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 guys kind of mesh, you know, it could be you know an interesting pairing there. Um, like I said, I think they still you know a playoff team, not quite competing with Cavs or you know our Boston yet, but you know definitely you know uh, it's definitely solid a solid playoff team in, in the East. I think Stan Van Gundy is going to get a lot out of them. The East is um, it's it's still wide open after after the Celtics and the Raptors, and of course you have to expect Cleveland to make a run. We'll get back to Blake in a second. We've got our first call. We've got Mike Viv on the line. Mike, you're on with Kareem and the coach. What's happening today? Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Thank you. Hey, thanks for calling. C- congrats on your first show. Sounds great. Victor Cruz is awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. What's on your mind, buddy? What do you guys where I have two questions and then I'll kinda of let you go or I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Where do you think, if anywhere else, LeBron's gonna land? Because that pretty much decides who's gonna win the championship is probably the biggest storyline for me. And I have a theory on MVP I wanna run by you. All right, go ahead. Run, go with the theory first, and whatever's in your background, turn it down, man. What are you, a rookie? Come on. My theory is this. NFL MVP, and I'm uh, really just, just on here. Odell Beckham. And let me tell you this. The Giants won 11 games last year. They come in and they won three this year. That's a grand total of eight losses they put on their team in one season. He was the guy who got hurt. The biggest reason the Giants didn't win these games is Odell Beckham. He's proving how valuable he is not being in. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, we'll, we'll let we'll we'll let Mike go here. And Kareem, let's uh, let's dig into LeBron first. LeBron. Uh, um, I mean, obviously, LeBron. the Warriors thing was. I mean, hell. Yeah, no. I thought. I, I, no, I, I thought it was. I thought it was like a spoof alert. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so. In your fake mind, news. Fake news. in your in your mind. Knowing everything LeBron is involved in off the court, knowing that there's an extreme disconnect in Cleveland right now in terms of ownership and front office, but also knowing that the only thing that drives this guy is winning championships, where is the best place for LeBron James to be after this season, assuming the Cavs don't win? Cleveland, for him. I mean, for his brand, stay in Cleveland. I mean, but there's talk about Houston. And the Clippers and all this, but like I said, I think it's still early for people to start, you know, having him leave. I mean, Isaiah, it, he's not in rhythm yet. Granted, they just lost Kevin Love, but it's still the East. They still can find somebody, uh, you know, kind of fill in there and still make it to the finals. You know, so I think people need to pump their brakes right now on where LeBron is going, you know, next year, 
McNabb, I mean, because I, I know what players are focused on. They focus on this year. They're not thinking about next year. I think yep. he still think he can make it to the finals. And then they take it from there. Yep, absolutely. We're up against the break, but most of this stuff is clickbait, which we'll talk about. I'll also get to that ridiculous Odell for MVP yeah, when we ridiculous. come back <laughs> on Kareem and the Coach on Voice America Sports right after this. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're diving into planning your 2018 outdoor adventures. Find out about prime DIY hunting opportunities across the country. Get the how-tos of applying for tags and listen for advice from the pros who hunt full-time. Joining us is Kevin Steele, host of Peterson's Hunting Adventures, Jeremy Millett with Silencer Shop, Mrs. Bunny, and more. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Kareem and the Coach. Want to add your voice to the conversation? Call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or drop a line via email to kareemandthecoach at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we're back on Kareem and the Coach. Eric Newman, the coach with Kareem Rush. Kareem, just so you know, know, I got an email apology from from Mike Viv. And um, he's in Penn Station, so he apologizes for the noise. What he's not apologizing for is this Odell Beckham theory. Now, we both know Odell Beckham is one of the most talented players in the NFL. But as far as a wide receiver who missed this amount of games, then becoming the MVP candidate because of how many games they won the year before in a circumstance like the New York Giants, who can't run the football, 
who can't stop the run and who are were horribly coached. I uh, I don't know what Mike's thinking on this one. Any thoughts? No comment on that one. Oh, and the Beckham not MVP, flat out. But you seem, I mean, he must be, you, you he seem must, you seem really into digging into that. Let me tell you, he must be he must be a Giants fan. He is a Giants fan. He is definitely a Giants fan. <laughs> that, hey, that, that explains it. <laughs> but, but before we uh, before we dive back in, and we have a call which we'll take in a moment. I, I've got a uh, I got a message here from uh, from my guy Mike, and he's talking Celtics. Mm-hmm. Throw this at you. They bring in Greg Monroe today uh, to give them some depth on the front line next to Al Horford and Greg Monroe. I like that. Very good passing big man who can rebound, pass, and score. Um, he wants to know, are they making another move? And do you think that Gordon Hayward will see the floor this season? What are your thoughts? I hope Gordon doesn't try to see the floor this year. I think you need a full year to recover from an injury. That, that was gruesome. Uh, but the move for uh, – for, uh, uh, for Greg Monroe, I think it's a smart move. I mean, he has a similar skill set as, as Al Horford, so he kind of works well within uh, plugs right into uh, uh, Brad Stevenson's system. So I think it's a great move. Um, you know, they can always, you know, bring in the player if, if it makes sense, but I think Boston is kind of poised to, you know, be right where they need to be, you know, going down the stretch. Yeah, I, I, you know, what's funny is I was trying to picture today, and just so the audience knows, Kareem played for the Lakers I'm a diehard Celtics fan, so we've gonna, we're going to have a nice dynamic here as the show goes on. But, <laughs> but um, you know, the Celtics' second unit has been very perimeter-oriented, especially um, with Marcus Morris in and out of the lineup. Yeah. And you're, I'm not going to call Monroe a poor man's Horford, but as you said, some similar skill sets without the – uh, jump shot beyond 15 feet, but he could really be a facilitator with that second unit with Smart and Rozier playing so well. And then obviously Coach Stevens has been doing a great job uh, with the lineup in terms of uh, mixing Tatum and mixing Brown in with second mm-hmm. unit guys. So uh, it's a really interesting wrinkle. And with everything going on in Cleveland, I think they think they could go for it this season without bringing Hayward back. And I agree with you. Gordon Hayward uh, will hopefully start his stint as a Boston Celtic again in training camp next season and not try to come back too soon. I mean, none of those guys are going anywhere. You know, so I think this year, you know, you know, after that happened, it's just kind of been, you know, a wash, you know, so to speak. But, you know, they, they played well. But I think having Gordon come back would be, you know, uh, too much of a stretch, you know, for him, you know, you know, health wise, I think it would be smart. So um, they're doing fine. I, I think the move with Monroe was great, um, but we'll see how, you know, how like you said, Cleveland is struggling. So like I said, they, they poised to make it at least to the East Conference Finals and really challenge Cleveland to, um, you know, go to the finals. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a call from Matt in NYC. Matt, you're on with Kareem and the coach. What's happening? What's going on, fellas? Happy, uh, happy Friday here. Happy Friday, bro. Going on, Daddy Mac. So look, what's doing? <laughs> well, you know, I'm just I'm sitting back, winding down my work day, and uh, nothing brings a smile to my face uh, more than hearing the two of you on the air together. And there's a bunch of topics that we could go into, just because I know we've been on we've been on current events, sports, but 
you know, as you get into this stuff, I want to hear some of your expertise start to come out in some, some other areas of your professional depth. And so, Eric, if you get a chance down the line, maybe pontificate or give some analysis on the 30 for 30 bill and bill. If you got a chance to watch it, I saw it last night um, as a Giants fan, also someone who hates the Patriots, but has a ton of respect for Belichick and knowing where he came from in the Giants uh, was a really interesting documentary. And Kareem JT's album dropped. Uh, I want to get your take once you're able to uh, once you're able to digest JT. And we talked about him being on the halftime show. But the question actually is a little bit more of a meaty topic. I want to dive into. We were dealing with current events in the NFL uh, and the NBA, but I want to talk about the state of the leagues and where they're where they're going because I've had a lot of conversations uh, with close friends and colleagues about this recently, but. You kind of have, if you, if we were to be having this conversation five years ago, uh, the NFL was essentially untouchable and a cash cow and a popularity engine, uh, in this country that seemingly had no end in sight. And now when you fast forward with what everything the NFL has been through, uh, not only with the game itself, but just seemingly, um, trying to get on the same page with its fans and from a business standpoint and what's happened with the NBA. Um, and it's ascent and all these storylines that we're talking about and the fan excitement and all of these things that seem to be taking off. Uh, are we at an inflection point? Uh, are we, are we already there? Do we think the NBA, uh, has surpassed the NFL, um, yes. in popularity? Yes. And if not, oh, so you're saying yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Ask, ask the question, was, buddy. The NBA ask. is more popular than the NFL in this country? Well, Not in this country, I, I'm, from glo- I'm, I'm thinking more global from a global standpoint. NFL doesn't translate as well globally, so yeah, I think I think yeah, here in the states, yeah, rating wise and revenue wise, yeah, but I think on a global scale, I think the NBA is definitely there. It's it's never been this close in this country because the NBA, as you said, Matt, is skyrocketing, and the NFL, unfortunately, is drastically declining. And obviously it has to do with a number of things and we could talk the politics of this all day. A lot of it has to do with money. A lot of it has to do with player safety. A lot of it has to do with race. Uh, I think that the NBA has continued to build a tremendous product consistently over the course of the last decade. And we've only got about a minute and a half, two minutes left. So I want to make this quick. quick uh, and let like yeah. Kareem jump in but you know the post Jordan we'll call it the Iverson era right from 99 to 07 was yeah. tough for the NBA and when KG went to Boston and Kobe led the Lakers back and you had Celtics Lakers part one in 2007-8 that bookend to now and this super team era which Kareem and I have been talking about a lot the NBA has been in an unbelievable place and continues to rise. And obviously their players are vocal. They're out there. Um, they're Yes, they're millionaires, but you feel like you can reach out and touch them and have conversations with them. Kareem, go ahead. Sorry. It's a more of a harmony between the players and the owners that in, in the NBA there are in the NFL. I think that's kind of where it starts. Um, yeah. But like you said, yeah. I, I mean, from the stand, yeah. And I think that's why the ascension is happening. I mean, from CTE to all different you know things that the NFL are dealing with, 
you never hear about those things within the NBA as far as, you know, from an organizational standpoint. Uh, they they kind of handle it and, like I said, have a, like I said, a, a, a more synergistic relationship with his players. And it shows. Yeah. Adam Silver. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I'll, everybody I'll, loves I'll, him. I'll sign off here in a second. But I, all, all good points that you guys raised, and Kareem, the global thing has really never been in question. Uh, but the, the golden goose in this country has been the NFL. And with all of the recent current events, even despite that, it is still the number one sport in this country and still uh, the number one revenue sport in this country. However, because of all the points you've mentioned, I think we may be in that tipping point where within the next few years, maybe three to five years, uh, and we'll see where rights deals go and all that stuff with how the dollars shift around in sports. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I appreciate your guys' take on the subject, and I look forward to listening to you guys down the road. Thanks, Thanks Matt. brother. Great call, and I will have that 30 for 30 queued up tonight after NBA to watch uh, the two Bills. I can't wait. Kareem will talk about uh, JT's halftime performance of the Super Bowl next week. Uh, great first show, my man. Quickly, who wins, Patriots or Eagles? Eagles 30-27. I've got Patriots 27, Eagles 24 in a thriller. He's Kareem Rush. I'm the coach, Eric Newman. This was the debut of Kareem and the coach on Voice America Sports. Have a great weekend, everybody. Okay, I'll talk to you later. And that's a wrap for today. Be sure to listen to Kareem and the Coach every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Keep your head in the game and have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week for more Kareem and the Coach.